But and and and, I'm, I, and and one thing I would wonder about, like holding it over to PlayStation Two, is that when when you're on the tail end of a of a generation cycle, you know, you've learned what the PlayStation can do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, could they have translated this into into PlayStation Two? Because look, I adore Final Fantasy Ten. I think it's great, but it has much less plot. You know, um, much much few far fewer places to visit um, far fewer things going on than, than this game. And uh, that kind of seeing that arc when, when we finally got to final fantasy nine and just seeing the cutscene pick up from the gameplay scene mm-hmm. instead of cutting away was mind blowing at the time. Now, granted, yeah. look, look, I was alive. Then I was in college during all of these games and, Final Fantasy VII was mind blowing at the time, but this one actually holds up. <laughs> and- yeah, this one doesn't look like a pile of trash now. Right. Um, <laughs> I like yeah. I will Final never Fantasy VIII. I was up an opportunity I, I was- to, to just smear Final Fantasy VII. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, as as far as as far as remasters go, I do like the fact that in Final Fantasy, you can or Final Fantasy VII specifically. You can just click in the sticks to activate all of the enhancements. Whereas in Final Fantasy IX, you actually have to pause the game, mm. then hit oh. you know whatever you want to activate, then unpause. Minor annoyance, but you know um, I, I had uh, I have Final Fantasy VII uh, remastered on Switch. Haven't finished it, but uh, that's one thing I noticed because I'm, I'm trying to play Final Fantasy IX and I'm like. How do you activate the uh, the speed up feature? But yep. and here's here's why that's annoying. Not only because of the extra steps, but the first time I played it, I uh, I had the speed function on, and what I didn't realize is that it carries over into the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And if you already oh, have it activated, really? you, okay, yeah, you can't pause the cutscene to undo it. And then so like at the beginning of the game, uh, during the first cutscene, uh, where. Uh, where Garnett is uh, escaping the castle. No, and I had to talking about the FMV scenes. You're talking about yeah, FMV. Right. No, FMV, FMV. Okay, the FMV scenes. No, you're, yeah, yeah they, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because I yeah, so I, yeah, I had to I had to restart reset the game so I didn't miss it because I'm like, whoa, whoa, what happened? You know, so and I'm glad you restarted the game because that mm-hmm. cutscene is really good. Yeah, it's so yeah, much it is. fun. It is that whole that whole first sequence is just bonkers and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're sort of broaching into it at this point in time, like let's start to dive into like the story and the themes and the stuff like that. And just for anybody who's listening, like full blown, like you know, spoilers ahead. Like we're we're just gonna we're we're not gonna, we don't care. Like if you're still listening after this and you get mad because the game got spoiled for you, one, the game's twenty years old, so get over it. But two, we warned you. So that being said, let's talk about the story. Let's talk like, because like we keep saying like, this is like one of the best final. Well, I keep saying that. And Paul says that and Josh and maybe Dorian would agree. I don't know, but like, (laughs) this is a great game. Like, and like, yes, there are parts of it that are a little archaic, but like, especially in comparison to it, like this, like, and, and I, I think, just sort of what I'm going to say is like, Paul, I think one of the reasons like I, I kind of disparage Final Fantasy seven and Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy eight has a whole bunch of problems. The story is part of that. But 
part of my problem, and we, we sort of talked about this, is like I realized that sort of my tribe lost the the war, right? When it came to like what we want out of a Final Fantasy, and what won was this sort of edge lordy emo sad boy garbage that like the hot topic drama that freaking is Final Fantasy VII. That's what wins. That's and. What what I miss and what I love and what I really want to see come out of the Final Fantasy games is the hope and the beauty and the joy. And it's not that there isn't darkness, but like overall, Final Fantasy IX is a, a story about hope and love and joy. And there's there is you know and it, it, there are moments of 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 darkness and heartache and failure and ex- existential dread and doubt. I mean, like we we even forgot to when we were sort of briefly going through characters, we forgot to mention the best boy. Vivi is the freaking star of this game. He should have been the main character, but we'll get back to that. Um, I told you, like, I I have to mention this because this is the best idea I've ever had. That there needs to be a a sequel to Final Fantasy Nine called uh called well it, in Roman numerals would be Final Fantasy Ten, but Ten as in V V. All right. Uh, see, get, uh, get see where I'm going there. I I would get in on that. I would get in on that. Um, you know, but yeah, no. VV is the best character. I I have a shirt of VV. He's my background on my phone. VV is uh, he's the best boy. Yeah, he's a he <laughs> is an amazing character. He's lovable, sympathetic, funny, and and you just want to hold him and protect him. Yeah, the whole time, <laughs> and, and and but at the same time, he's super freaking powerful, and he just blows up crap. It is wonderful. <laughs> this is true. This is also true. Um, but so let's sort of like, and I'll just sort of broad stroke the story. the The game is basically sort of a there's a high stakes conflict between these two kingdoms. Um, turns out, like, and then there's some, you know, they introduce big bad evil guy number one who isn't really the big bad evil guy but who's only like sub big bad evil guy who then you meet big bad evil guy later on who is also not really the big bad evil guy because the big the real big bad evil guy in the game the final boss absolutely no mention of him up until that fight but all that all that weirdness and that's like par for the course for final fantasy like that's par for the course for a lot of these RPGs where it's like, you know, you know, it's like you're playing the game and it's like, and now you're going to kill God. It's like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's like, there was no mention of any deities prior to this, but now we're going to fight God. Cool. Um, or, you know, whatever, however this stuff sort of works out, but it's like mm-hmm. that all of that weirdness aside, like, you know, and again, like, we're going to just sort of like, let's just sort of like, let's start at the beginning and talk about that opening scene, the opening sequence. Let's talk about Tantalus. Let's talk about like all of the, like the, the sort of the introduction to that core party initially. Um, like, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I like the way the game just starts it starts in darkness. And then you get that little flicker of light. And it's sort of like the, that introductory, like sort of like, that 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 entry the tutorial at the very beginning like where you're entering the name and everything else it's very charming and i i just think like and that sets the tone for this game um so why don't like 
whoever wants to sort of like hop in or chime in or like take take over here for a little bit like i just want to know like let's talk about the the first act if you will you know yeah when i was talking to wes about this game i i I had said that, you know, uh, Final Fantasy games tend to have like either great openings or terrible ones. You know, it, it like Final Fantasy VI just had an epic opening. It was mm. great. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. IV, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the Red Wings. And, you know, it's so good. Final Fantasy X kind of sucked. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII kind of sucked. Uh, <laughs> it, even though I love X. But um, this is the best opening. This is mm. like... I, uh, in, in you, you put it, you put it well, charming, um, because there's the, the, the main, the core team is coming together in a, in, in the weirdest way humanly possible where, um, Zidane is part of an acting troupe, which by the way, having like the stage on the back of an airship and you just kind of land the airship. And, and your stage is right there is a great idea uh, if for any acting troupe that wants to do that and has an airship. Well, and it's, it's <laughs> freaking epic, but it also, it's really handy when your acting troupe is actually sort of like a bunch of spies. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And so, so yeah, uh, they are there to put on, uh, put on this play, but really to kidnap somebody. And, um, meanwhile, uh, uh, princess Garnett, who is the subject of the kidnapping is trying to her best to be kidnapped. Um, poor Vivi has just wandered in, uh, into town and notices this festival going on. And the night Steiner is, is tasked to protecting, uh, Garnett from Zidane, who's trying to kidnap her, who is trying to be kidnapped. And, um, and insanity ensues, and uh, so the whole se- the whole <laughs> sequence is is Steiner chasing Zidane, chasing Garnett, who's chasing Zidane back, and swinging from the rafters, and uh, the 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 whole castle attacking the airship of his is trying to get away. Uh, it is it's uh, it it's nonstop action. There's nonstop new music during the whole thing, and so many cutscenes as you're just going from room to room in this uh, in this what, what what really is just an incredibly fast-paced chase scene. Well, um, and the, the first couple hours too. So let's let's sort of like back up for a second oh, yeah. here. Like Vivi's. So it's like Vivi's. Like his whole thing is like he's visiting this 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 the big city for the first time. And he has a ticket to go see this show, right? That the Tantalus theater acting troupe is putting on, right? And turns out tickets ticket he has is bogus. And uh, you know, it's a it's a counterfeit ticket. And so he ends up sneaking in and all that that serves to introduce us to the really esoteric the probably the worst part of this game is that stupid side game. Tetra Masters or whatever, um, which is just like, listen, it's if you don't, don't worry, to- Choco- Chocobo Hot and Cold is coming soon. Don't just, um, <laughs> yeah, which is way better. Uh, the oh, so just, but it's like if unless you can read hexadecimal, um, don't 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 even bother. And even if you can read hexadecimal, it doesn't matter because there's a there's a total. Bit, bunch of randomness assigned to all of it too like so even if you should win 
you, you sometimes lose. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. all that being said, like that whole opening segment where it's like, you know, Vivi's sort of walking around town. You can do the foot race with Paul. You can jump rope. You can do all sorts of stuff. Paul, the hippopotamus, not you, Paul. Um, but what is that? A fat joke? No, he's <laughs> literally Paul, the hippopotamus. Listen, I would, I just remember like that was so charming. <laughs> That, that sort of that opening sort of segment. And then it's like this sort of like exploring the city. It felt very good, you know, and it introduces you to all the different mechanics. Like you're introduced to Mognet and the saving function and how all of that stuff works. And like you sort of get your first bit of the side quest stuff with delivering the letters and all of that stuff. And it's super charming. And then, yeah, you jump into the castle proper and there's the whole like Tantalus has come to sort of like, they're going to sneak in and they're going to, you know, they're going to kidnap princess Garnet. Only the only problem is princess Garnet wants to be kidnapped. And it's like, and, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it didn't tell her evil mom. Who's clearly, clearly evil. Cause she, it's like gray and stuff. She's like, yeah, she was like bluish gray or something. Yeah, yeah. She, she's got some skin conditions going on. And um, right. I thought it was right. a design. I thought it was a design choice at first. I'm like, okay, Final Fantasy, weird characters, par for the course, I guess. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it is, but it's also like, but but why? Why why is she blue? No one else is blue in the rest of the why game. Why does why why does the Dane have a tail? I don't know. Well, and, well and, I do and now, and but and it does you know. and it does set up right away. It's like how in the world could this lady be uh, Garnet's mother? Mm-hmm. Spoiler: She's not. <laughs> Garnet doesn't have fifteen chins. I mean, that's one of. That's Jabba one of those right. That's one of those things what, that people tell you when you're like looking for a wife is look to the mother because that's going to be the way she is in 20 years. And uh, yeah, that that had to give Zidane a pause for seconds. Wait, oh, oh, you're adopted. Oh, good. <laughs> no joke. No joke. So we we get the, the basically the kidnapping goes off right and. The, the airship takes off and it doesn't take off without some damage. And that, <laughs> you know, it, it's not a perfect escape. Right. Um, and Steiner and VV sort of gets caught up in it, it and finds it crashes and burns. <laughs> and, but anyways, yeah. So the, the ship takes off Steiner, the, 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 the captain of the Knights of Pluto who, are sort of like the bodyguards, mostly inept, like incredibly inept. And they're led by, you know, and Steiner even starting out the game is fairly inept. Um, yeah. But he, uh, he ends up on the airship and Vivi ends up sort of like somehow like in, in all the, the, the chaos ends up on the airship you know, and then Zidane and Garnet are on the airship and Tantalus is making their escape and their ship, their airship gets shot down into what, what is that force? Is it, it's called like the forbidden forest or the dangerous force or something stupid like that. It's, uh, yeah. it's like generic forest, bad force. It's, it's, it's a place where people should not go. Right. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. Don't go to their forest. Um, the ship crashes in there and then we sort of, for the first time, are actually introduced to the beginning of the the main, like you know, you go out with Zidane, and then 
you sort of you have to rescue Garnet because Vivi and Garnet. Anyways, there's a whole thing in the forest, right? And this is where we first are sort of introduced to a lot of the different mechanics, uh, like the combat mechanics more specifically, because there's some like mock fights and nothing super serious prior to that, but there's no actual real combat. I mean, there's fights, right? And you're doing like the attack and all that stuff, but they don't have any stakes. And this is where the game actually starts to get stakes and you have to rescue Garnet and Vivi at one point in time. And it's Zidane with Steiner and Steiner's sort of like only doing this grudgingly only so he can rescue the princess and liberate her from the terrible kidnappers. Only what he doesn't realize yet, and he'll find out shortly, is that she doesn't want to be rescued. Um, yeah, Stein, Steiner, Steiner's role, I I absolutely love it. He he's actively working against the party for most of the game. Yeah, you know, and and he's yeah. and, and and I love the way they balance that and and still make him likable and ridiculous, but uh, mm. but uh, but actually, you know. Uh, inside the party, and everybody knows he's like, oh yeah, he's 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 trying to stop us. <laughs> but it's Steiner is one of the admirable things about Steiner is, and you see this through most of the game is his devotion to his duty. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it can come with its faults given whatever context he finds himself in, uh, but it, it's really admirable about him. Yeah. 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 He's he's a, he's. He, I think he's one of the be- best characters in the game, and uh, uh, just his growth is 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 fantastic. But but like he is his troop, and this is one thing about Alexandria: it's a matriarchal society. All the soldiers are women, except the Knights of Pluto, mm-hmm. and they're ridiculous and they're mocked. And for Steiner to still have that that loyalty is, is really admirable because they don't have it for him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and that definitely, that, that'll make some like that, that, that really comes full circle, especially as the game sort of progresses. Um, and then, well, and eventually there's the sort of the arc with Beatrix and everything else and sort of how that all Mm -hmm. works out where, you know, Steiner is sort of, yes, there's, it's, well, and what I would say is like when you first meet Steiner, right, there's a seed where like he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Like he's, he's a bit of a tryhard, right? But, and he means well, but mm-hmm. he's not really sort of up to, up to task. And as he sort of goes through the game, and yeah, he's sort of actively working what? against the party. Right. Yeah. He also kind of has a stick up his butt. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know why? You know why he's doing what he's doing, but it's also just like, like you can't. He's not going to let anything slide, and he's so much more, you know, righteous than ever. A else. rusty stick. Yeah. Can go. Can, can we just pause to admire the sound effect of him running? The the yeah. It's so good. It it's is funny every single time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Well, and that. Sorry, just a side note is something that I don't think for someone who I guess who hasn't played the game. Um, th- we're talking about the opening of this game. It is very comedic. Like it starts yes. off as kind of like this swashbuckling adventure. Everyone, it's it's lighthearted. It's yeah. playful. 
you know, um, you, you talked about the first time they go into that forest is kind of where there's a little bit of stakes. So it turns it up. It, it gets slightly more serious. It gets more serious as the game goes on, but especially with these initial characters, you mm-hmm. get to see their really playful sides. Steiner can be a bumbling idiot because the stakes aren't very high right now. So later on, but but as the game gets more serious, the characters get more complex as well. And that's yeah. another thing that I really appreciate about it. But sorry. And- there's a battle at the beginning that uh, uh, where where they shoot the bomb at the ship, and um, Steiner uh, mm-hmm. is blocking the way to fight the bomb. Yeah, and you keep telling you keep telling him it's like there's a bomb behind you, and he's like, I'm not going to fall for that. <laughs> and he's like, and and I think so, it's so funny. That, that's kind of one of the the charms of this game. So e- even in talking about that, right? So like you have like these really. I mean, aside from like Amaranth, everybody's got these pretty developed arcs. You know, Steiner goes and, and as the games, like it's almost as the stakes sort of require it from them, right? Like they all sort of grow. Zidane goes from being pretty carefree and reckless and a bit of a, a, a bravo maybe. Like, you know, he's just, he's kind of like, he's cocksure. He's almost arrogant, you know? And then it's like, you know, he he fails and he's he's not always sufficient to the task and he sort of and all that like embraces maturity and and same with Steiner Steiner's sort of like mm-hmm. you know he's got the the rusty stick up his bum he's sort of a little too uptight and then as he sort of goes through the game he sort of gets some perspective and he gets some context he you know he figure and when he figures out what sort of is really going on there's maturity like these characters grow in meaningful ways even right even garnet so like she wants to be kidnapped and like she's probably got the most mature track right out the gate right you know it's Mm -hmm. like she needs to go to the, the 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 other kingdom to talk to uncle sid you know who's the regent you know of the the one of these neighboring kingdoms because she's really trying to prevent the war from breaking out and going into like full blown mode. And even there, there's some naivety because she doesn't understand that her mother is just bent on this. Like that, mm-hmm. like world conquest is sort of like, I, I don't, it's, it's sort of like, you know, she just thinks that this sort of can be talked out or dealt with, but she doesn't realize the stakes here. And I mean, you, you know, and, and again, sort of, I think, it's just it's interesting how all this goes, especially with that 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 initial cast, right? So yeah. and and like sort of landing, like sort of wrapping up on 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 Vivi here is like this is just sort of a kid that he's a blank slate, and even as the the game progresses, it's like you find out he doesn't really he has some memories, like he was raised by uh, one of the Q, um, which is the weird. Kina, Quina, Quina, frog, hippo thing, yeah, whatever. He, she, yeah, right, they, yeah, the they, the yeah. they, they, them, what them. are the Q? Mm-hmm. They just they eat everything. They're disgusting. They they kind of look like Gene Simmons, like from Kiss with a giant tongue. You know, actually, you know what? What real quick? They they uh, yeah, King Quina reminds me of one of the machines in the amusement park area of near oh, yeah. oh yeah think about it. yeah oh, yeah that's a good one yeah do yeah. a google search i like it like it, it reminds me of something dad did a google search and i'm like that's it right there she would fit right he she whatever yeah would fit no right in. yeah the yeah no that's a really good call 
That's, um, good. That's good. I was going to say Teddy from Persona 4 if like it, it opened his mouth more. But yeah, no, that's an even better one for sure. But and and even his arc, his like, you know, um it's just like this sort of the blank slate to sort of even as the game progresses. So and this game like I I'll, I'll be honest like the game I think I I I spent like 30 hours playing this ish. Mm-hmm. Like in that ballpark, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what my game clock said, but, and that's with the fast forward and the two time speed and all that stuff sort of going for, for the most part. But this game has really pretty brisk pacing. And so, yes, very much. Y- you know, if you follow the storyline, it's sort of like you, you move from sort of city to city. And as you just sort of go through this stuff, there's a lot of world to explore and there's a lot of stuff that's sort of, but it's, it's all to sort of stop, stop this conflict between these initially to, to, to sort of stop the conflict between these two city states or these two kingdoms. And then as the game sort of, like I said, the game sort of unfolds, it's like, well, no, Dagger or Princess Garnet, she changes her name to Dagger at one point in time. So I'm just going to call her Dagger because it's just easier yeah. and mm-hmm. I don't need to worry about. But Dagger's mother, uh, Queen uh, Brane. Brane. Yeah. She's bent on sort of basically domination. She's bent on engaging in this war to conquer her neighbors and enslave and you know ba- you know she she's been on this so there's no real stopping this war and then it turns out there's some shadow brokers behind her that's where we meet uh oh the weird dude i uh, just i'm kuja kuja who is just seems like an arms dealer but he's there's he's got a weird design but um, I thought he was a girl first. Uh, yeah, because he kind of yeah. looks like one. Yeah, he has that. He's in a thong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because he's in a thong. <laughs> um, but so, like, Weirdo. let's. Um, I don't know. Let's let's kind of like work through some of this. You know, like, what do you what do you guys want to sort of hit on next? I guess as far as like oh. story beats go. Hey, let me say real quick about the first party. So uh, uh, th- this is one of those tributes to old Final Fantasy. Is our first our first full party is the classic Final Fantasy party. Thief healer, you have or thief white yeah, mage. healer mage, black mage, a uh, fighter. Yeah, and um, and and but they're they're like cleverly done so that their characters are more important than their roles. But they real, but they they do all fall into those roles, uh, hmm. pretty well, and uh, and so that that's there's there's a lot, cool. there's a ton of like musical uh, callbacks, um, uh, as as well, uh, but uh, just little pieces here and there, names and stuff that that are all callbacks to old Final Fantasy games that are fun to kind of track. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to mention about that. Um, the thing. The thing about Steiner is the uh, one thing I love about his story arc is when you first meet Beatrix, and she's one of my favorite characters. Uh, I keep saying that I have too many favorite characters from this. Uh, game. It's kind of like she, they're all my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but she, but she is a paladin. Uh, if we're gonna put a class on her, 
Yeah. And, um, and she's amazing. She's like destroys everything like right away. And you wish that you could keep her, uh, but you can't. Um, <laughs> the couple of times she joins your party, it's like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she feels yeah, yeah. really good to play. And uh, but the cool thing about Steiner's story arc is that when even though we're starting him with as a bumbling idiot, by the end he is worthy of her. Mm-hmm. It, that's a it's a when you when when we get to the end of their story and they and, and they're together, it's it's really satisfying because Steiner Steiner grew and matured so much and became um, such a uh, such a great man that 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 match now seems right the, where before that would be ridiculous this this holy knight can look at yeah. him and respect him yes mm-hmm. and he's absolutely worthy of it yeah absolutely yeah. and he doesn't change his devotion to his duty no he just understands what his duty is to, it's not yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, it's oh, he ne- yeah. He never betrays it. Yeah. Law. Yeah, yeah. Right. He never betrays it. His his understanding of it matures. Yeah. And it's it's very cool to watch him. I I absolutely love him. So let let's. I'm gonna just sort of like scoot through some of the the story notes here, and I'm I'm, um, just and and you guys can tell me when to stop or pause or whatever. But we get to Limblum. That's the city that uh, Sid is the regent of you know, uncle Sid or whatever. And it comes out. Sid is also one of my favorite characters. Well, he, he starts <laughs> as an oglop. He's an oglop. Which is basically a giant cockroach kind of thing. I don't know. Cricket. Yeah. Cockroach-y. I was thinking I'm kind of a. It's a Final Fantasy's version of a roast. It's, we'll it's, just call it's it. It's a weird bug <laughs> thing that it's, nobody it's likes. It's hoppy and cute. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Cartoony. Cartoony cockroach that hops a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, which is awesome. Glorious mustache. That's, that's true. And it's it's interesting because Sid does show up in the games. He's usually like the airship mechanic or whatever. Um, but so that's another bit of a callback there. He's he's like Sid is one of the constants. Um, but you know he he confirms that he hired Tantalus to kidnap and protect Garnet from uh, Bronze. You know, aggressive sort of positioning um and and it actually turns out that he knows a little bit more but um so while this is all going on uh alexandria that's the that's queen brane's kingdom invades bermicia with the black mages so as they're sort of traveling they actually find out that uh these black mages are being manufactured black mages like vivi Mm -hmm. which sort of begins the 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 sort of the existential crisis that VV sort of like works through, through the entirety of the game. Um, um, anyways, so the party splits up at this point in time, uh, Zidane and VV meet up with Freya who they meet in Limblum and they go to, uh, to investigate sort of what's going on in Bermicia because, uh, Freya, who's basically a dragoon is, and, (laughs) She looks like kind of like a rat, but the the Burmese, she's rat, yeah. She's the Burmesians. Uh, she's a Burmesian, um, one of the rat people. Um, and while they're doing that, uh, Garnet and Steiner they they sort of escape Limblum and secretly return, begin the journey back to Alexandria to reason with Queen Brane. So uh, Zidane's 
team at that point in time, and again, it's it's Frey and Vivi and Zidane. They head uh, to uh, Bermisia, and they see that it's been conquered by uh, Alexandrian forces. Uh, and this is where we first come across Beatrix, and we don't get to play her as her at this point in time because she basically like one shots the party. It's like it's sort of like one of those things where this is one of those fights that I always hated because it's like I can't lose, I can't lose, I I didn't save, I didn't save. It's like oh right, I'm supposed to lose this fight. Um, <laughs> Stupid scripted loss. It's like I don't. You know, but um, and this is where we get um the the introduction to to Kuja, who is sort of anonymously backing this conflict. Um, it's it's he's basically sort of like a a high fantasy arms dealer. Um, at this point in time, the the refugees have fled to Clara, uh, switching just sort of, and it's 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 hard. Like here's the thing: there's a lot of like cuts here in the game where it's sort of like you're playing for a little bit as Zidane's group, and then you're playing a little bit in Dagger's group, and you're doing all this thing. Uh, but Dagger and Steiner get back to Alexandria, right, and. Brane imprisons Dagger and extracts her Eidolons, right? Her summons. Um, and then uses the Eidolon Odin to destroy Clara, which is this giant tree city that everybody, that all the Burmesians had escaped to. And, and um, she uses Odin to attack Clara. And while Zidane's group is at Clara defending the city, um, they end up escaping on Brane's airship they meet up again with Steiner and they go back to Alexandria again to rescue Garnet. Uh, and while, and, and again, this is sort of like, while this is all happening, Brane cripples Limblum with another island, Atomos. Um, Sid explains to everybody that Kuja supplies Brane with the black mages and gave her the knowledge to extract and use the Eidolons. Um, so the party at this point in time, you meet up. Uh, well, and here's the thing. Quina or Quina, whatever, however, you, the, the weird robo Gene Simmons thing, right? That eats, it's it's basically your blue mage. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you can. Which are always useless. She's actually not terrible, um, but. She's, she's not the worst. She's not mage. the worst blue Bad. mage. But yeah, the blue mage is arguably almost always one of the worst classes. Um, but she, you can optionally pick her up sort of around the spot. And if you don't, she'll pop up again later where at that point in time, she'll just join the party. But um, you can join up with her and then you end up tracking Kuja to the outer continent. All right. So all of this is taking place on what they call the miscontinent. So, um, at this point in time, Brane hires bounty hunters Lonnie and Amaranth to capture Garnet. Um, so, you know, and this is where we, we are introduced to the Amaranth is basically the monk um, of the party. But on the outer continent, the party defeats Lanny and meets Iko, um, who is a summoner. Uh, and she lives with a bunch of Mughals in the abandoned village of Madain Sari. Um, she leads the party to the Aifa tree. Uh, and inside the Aifa tree, they use they learn that Kuja is using the mist to create the black mages and that Vivi was a prototype. Okay. Um, 
The party defeats the monsters that generate the mist within the tree, which clears it from the mist continent. Okay, while waiting for Kuja's reprisal at Madain Seri, Lonnie and Amaranth attempt to kidnap Iko. And again, repeating the the summoning extraction, but Zidane and the Mughals foil them. Amaranth, or they want to kidnap her to take her back. Anyways, Amaranth then challenges Zidane to a duel and loses. He joins the party, and Garnet learns that she was actually a summoner who was adopted by Brane as a child. At the tree, Brane attempts to kill Kuja with an Eidolon so she can rule unopposed, but he takes control of the Eidolon and destroys her and her army. All right. Then we cut back to Alexandria again. Uh, Garnet's being you know, crowned queen of Alexandria, and Kuja shows up and attacks Alexandria Castle. And again, this is sort of broad strokes of the story here. I'm sort of just ripping through it because this thing is massive. It's, there's a lot of story. There's a lot of story. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, Garnet and Iko summon an extremely powerful Eidolon in defense, uh, Alexander, actually. Um, well, and, and I do want to butt in here because this is one of, one of the three best cut scenes in the game is, uh, yeah. this whole, this whole, actually the whole sequence is just incredibly good, but, uh, the Eidolon is the city. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. It, it, uh, and, uh, and, and like when, when I first hit this part back in the year, what was it? 2000, Mm -hmm. uh, like my jaw was on the ground for this whole, this whole sequence. It was so cool. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Yeah, that whole sequence is it wakes up the city to defend itself. And and the city is, is Alexander the Eidolon. And because when you first see the city of Alexandria, there's a giant sword sticking out of the castle. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, this giant sword is there for a reason. It's not just a really cool set piece. Um, But, uh, okay, let me pick up back where, uh, okay, so at this point in time, Kuja tries to steal that Eidolon as well. And uh, we don't really know why, but it, He's, he's going to, um, he, he's, but then another big, bad evil guy shows up Garland and he shows up and he destroys Alexander. Uh, So the party ends up chasing Kuja through a portal to Terra where the antagonist goals become clear. The Terrans created Garland to merge their dying world with guy. Okay. And this is where like the game just goes like. (laughs) <laughs> off like off the rails for me like i th- i think honestly the first time i played it like this is where i just kind of went like i was like okay this story is just weird and dumb but i don't care i'm yeah. just i'm like whatever yeah it it, it confused me at first the, the first time i played it, i was lost here because it's it's weird and it's sort of a, a left turn into just nonsense land um but it's not really that nonsense i mean it's it's bizarre but so the terrans created Garland to merge their dying world with Gaia. Like they have this process where they basically siphon all the souls of all the people who live on a planet. And then they seed their souls into that planet so that they can be reborn. And they sort of do this thing where they just basically take over sort of and merge with these planets. And that's how they just keep like, like basically that's how they're, they sort of sustain their existence. Um, 
But it turns out Garland uh, also created self-aware soulless vessels called genomes, which become the which are meant to become the houses for the souls of the people of Terra. And for millennia, Garland has been using the Aifa tree to replace deceased Gaian souls with the hibernating Terran souls, turning them, turning the former into mist in the process. Um, and this allows them the the Terrans to be reborn into the genomes after the planetary emergence. So Kuja and Zidane are genomes created to accelerate the process by bringing war and chaos to Gaia. Um, Kuja betrayed Garland to avoid becoming occupied by a Terran soul. And, um, you know, as this sort of like, and there's this whole sort of like sequence here where Kuja ends up defeating Garland, who reveals before that he dies that the former, that Kuja has a limited lifespan anyways, uh, because Garland actually designed Zidane to be Garland's replacement. And he, he sort of, he saw sort of the, the root and he basically built a self-destruct trigger for Kuja. Um, so this sort of sets Kuja off and he ends up destroying Terra and escapes to the, back to the Aifa tree. The bar, the party manages to escape as well in, Garland's super fancy airship, which like was the thing that they were using to steal summons, um, and the thing that ended up destroying Alexander. So, um, so that's when you get like the super duper airship, and this is kind of where you can end up going anywhere. But um, you go back to the Aifa tree. Um, the party enters Memoria, which is sort of. Um, a time, a place that exists outside of time, and they end up reaching the origin of the universe, the crystal world. Okay, and again, super bizarre. Um, and it's like I, I know I was ranting earlier. I don't know if I was doing this while we were actually talking about like just the bizarreness of Nomora's, uh, like the the Kingdom Hearts stuff. And then I'm I'm reading through this and I'm going, oh no, it's been here all along. Um, this is just <laughs> extra. This is extra, extra weird. Um, anyways, the party ends up defeating Kuja, preventing him from destroying the original crystal of life and thus the universe. And the crystals are always a part of Final Fantasy. But, uh, and that's when Necron, the force of death, um, uh, shows up and you have to defeat that. The tree collapses, the party flees, and Zidane sort of lets the party flee while he stays behind to rescue Kuja. Okay, and then the game cuts, sort of fade to black. One year later, the game reveals the cast fate. Okay, so Tantalus shows up in Alexander to actually put on a show and not just kidnap uh, Princess Garnet. Vivi has uh, implicitly died as black mages only live on for a year, but he has left behind several identical sons. Um, that's what the game sort of implies, but there's it's never spelled out uh freya freya's storyline here um you know there's a knight fratley uh, another dragoon named fratley that she's in love with um they're rebuilding bermicia sid has adopted Iko. quinna works in the castle's kitchen amory and lanny are traveling together and garnet presides as queen of alexander with steiner and beatrix as her guards and they're together 
at that point in time. And the climax of Tantalus performance. And not paying attention at all about guarding her. They're all smooching <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, and in this entire year, Zidane has not been around. And as the sort of this closing sequence goes on, the lead actor reveals himself to be none other than Zidane. He's in disguise and he reunites with Queen Garnet. So, and there's like a whole lot of romance in here. Like everybody's falling in love with everybody. Uh, you know, as the game progresses, you know, it's sort of implied here. Uh, Zidane and uh, Dagger, sort of like their romance sort of blossoms. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, dude, anyways, that's the the sort of the broad strokes coverage of the, the game's storyline. I just thought, you know, and then just to give credit where credit's due, I pretty much read that off of Wikipedia. I was not preparing a statement about that. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) So whoever the fine folks that did that, thank you, because that was actually a pretty robust explanation of the actual story beats. But there's like, and this is the problem. There's yeah. so much like I, so that five minutes, 10 minutes that I sat there and sort of read all that, there is 40 hours of content packed into that 10 minutes. Like it's easy to, well, in that, yeah. go ahead, Paul. And, and, and that, that plot is like not the important stuff. Like, I mean, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad, it's, I'm glad you read it it's because the it's high notes, but, but it's like, it, it's like, you, you, it, the stuff I love about the game. Is the character-driven stuff? Yeah. Like, why does it? Why is it important that Vivi's sons are there? It's because this during this whole game, Vivi has realized what he is, and he is he's come across these other black mages, and he's found out that he has a time limit. And so, like, this is uh, 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 like a Blade Runner type thing, where these these androids have an expiration date and there's nothing he can do about it. And there's nothing any of them can do about it. And so he starts trying to wonder, it's like, why, what is my purpose? What can I do? I'm just doomed to die. And, and after being part of all of the, all of this thing, you find out what he did with the rest of his life. He spent it giving that life to others. Well, mm-hmm. and and it's yeah. you, you sort of see with with Vivi too. It's like in the introduction of the Black Mage Village, right? So there's that there's yeah. an entire sort of storyline there where it's like he's wrestling with these things, and he there's a village full of other Black Mages, and then it turns out that some of those Black Mages are dying, and it's like yeah. and it's sort of like all the the existential questions, like what does it mean for me to be alive? What is death? You know, and it's like all these big sort of philosophical questions that we all sort of wrestle with at some point in time are given front and center stage, especially through the the character of Vivi, the avatar of Vivi. And like he's wrestling with this because it means something. And some of the villages from the Black Mage Villa end up siding with Kuja because they're like, yep. well, we're going to die. Might as well. You know, it's kind of like and it's like some of it is like, well, he promised he might fix us, you know, and it's like. And it, it's just sort of interesting how some of them held on to hope and some of them chose to sort of sink into despair. And it's like, and, and what does VV end up doing? Yeah. Well, he, he lives on, he does the best he can and he passes, he passes, passes on. He, he passes his legacy on to his sons. Right. 
But but that's the great thing. I mean, the great thing about the way they set that up at the end, because this is a really triumphant ending. Mm-hmm. And you learn in this epilogue that Vivi's dead. But the way the way they tell that part of the story is told through hope. Even that part mm-hmm. is told through hope. Um, that he has passed something on that is invaluable. And uh, and these little black mages would not be there except for him. Uh, it it's so it's it's like it, it it's heartbreaking, but like it's also like heartbreaking in a really good way. Uh, and it's, uh, one of the things that's just amazing about Vivi, um, I, I think like Freya is 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 similar because like her story with Sir Flatley is is uh, is like he's been gone. For a very long time and she doesn't know where he is and it turns out he's been gone because he he got into he i think he got into a battle and got amnesia and he's he forgot beatrix and it's oh, I, oh I, I didn't remember that yeah it's it's well i don't know if it's ever expressly spelled out but it's implied <laughs> that basically he went to challenge beatrix and kind of like cut off the war and she basically clobbered him and turned him yeah. into an amnesiac and so yeah. Freya's whole yeah. sort of reason for being out of the world, for not being in Bermesia, is because she's looking for Fratley. And, yep. and and when they reunite, he doesn't remember her and he just leaves. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like her entire reason for everything she's doing is now gone. And, and then and then at the end, like she remains just completely dedicated to him. And at the end, they're back together. But he never remembered. She stuck by him until he loved her again. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a heck of a. That's as, really cool. As they're rebuilding their city because yeah. it was destroyed. So, like, even in that, there's like, there's this deep darkness to it all. Yeah, but it's hopeful. Like you said, it's hope. It, it doesn't. It doesn't wallow in that. It accepts that. Shows you the pain of that, and looks to something more. You know, rebuilding. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I, Freya gets way too much, too little uh, story time because I, I, I love her character. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, she does. Uh, I mean, her, if you really think about it, her story is kind of wrapped up fairly quickly. Um, you find her in the beginning of the game, you travel with her to Bermesia, see all her people have been decimated. And then, uh, you know, you eventually run in, run into Fratley, find out he lost his memory. And then, he disappears again. And then for the entire rest of the game until the end, Oh, they're back together now. So, you know, she's just kind of along for the ride somewhat. No, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you break away from your, you know, the party separates at different points in the game. But, um, you know, I think uh, another theme just of, of this entire game is identity as well. Not just, you know, having an existential crisis, if you will. Um, And I think that can be applied for the most part to all all the characters. Um, That's one of the major themes I've seen. Well, you Uh, see with her when it's like Fratley doesn't remember her and all of a sudden it's like, well, well, who am I? Right, right. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, um, you have Steiner uh, struggling with you know, his, his devotion to his duty and, um, you know, as his story unfolds, kind of becoming more into his own. So, you know, I guess the identity 
quote unquote crisis isn't applied in the same way across all the characters, but each of them in their own way is kind of uh, trying to discover who they are in a way you have uh even though Emirate, I don't, I don't even know why he's in the game, but he's always <laughs> off to he's always off to the side of the screen. He has a weird red haircut that I he's still he's looks, also blue though, so maybe he's like from like the same people that. Okay, but, but okay, but look, if you're looking at the PlayStation polygons, you can't really tell exactly where his face is and where the you know yeah okay so that's uh, a Romano's sketch. Yeah, yeah. Paul is showing a picture right now for those of you who are listening. So, <laughs> but um, in the game, it, it is like this weird yeah, no, red game. <laughs> it like covers his entire face. But anyway, um, you know, uh, he joins your party. He's arrogant, doesn't understand, you know, the whole being a part of a team thing. Then at the very end, or not the very end, but toward the end, um, you know, uh, uh, you're uh, you have to go back for him, you know, as a day because he gets uh, he's trying he tries to go off, go off on his own, and you know he has to learn who he is as being part of a team more or less, um, and that's pretty much the end of his arc. Uh, but uh, well, I think you summed <laughs> up his arc pretty well earlier when he said because of friendship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, and uh, you know, and uh, uh. Garnet, um, her 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 quest for you know what what identity she's you know she she's supposed to go forward with really is split between Garnet and Dagger, and she has a very physical and symbolic choosing. When uh, another one of my favorite cutscenes is uh, when she gets a dagger and cuts her hair uh, off uh, uh, because she's gonna she's going to you know, leave, leave the throne behind until we can get this problem fixed. Well, it, even sort of like looking at Garnet slash Dagger's story where it's like, it turns out that she was, she was part of the summoner tribe that she's of the same people as Ico and was then sort of adopted by Queen Brane. Now, again, for nefarious purposes, but you know, it's, it's kind of wild. Like, cause even there, it's like the question of like, like the, there's this question always like, why would my mother do this? Why would my mother do this? Like, what is going on here? And it's like, and even there, like there, there's sort of that, like the, the clouding, like there's Bronnie's final moments when it's like her army is being decimated and all her airships are being blown out of the sky by, by uh, Atomos is that she's like, you know, there's like this sort of like, almost like moment of regret or whatever. And I think is it, do you guys remember Her death scene is, is actually really touching. Yeah. I, I, it, it really was, but it's like, yeah, the question of like, who am I? The, the question of like identity, which, and it's, it's weird because like, you know, frankly, you know, with identity sort of being at the, the crux of so many issues today, right? Like socially, right. like we're, we're constantly talking about like, you know, whether it's like, what what defines people and what i think is like what's sort of interesting is is this game in in particular is like what what it shows us is like and, and sort of specifically like going back to vivi right is that he, like the legacy he leaves is like he's like you know what defines me is going like 
is ultimately proved by sort of what I leave behind. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, in, in the sense, like the, the question is, who am I? It's like, well, that's, that's a question primarily of character. It's not a question of orientation or skin color or even, you, you know, in a lot of ways, like political affiliation. It's a question of character. It's like, yeah. like, who am I when nobody's paying attention? Like, like all of these characters have these moments when it's like, it's not about like performance or it's not about whatever. And it's like, they have these moments where their character is actually, you know, and it's, and again, Zidane fails from time to time. Like, you know, when Zidane gets to Terra and he finds out what he is and he's confronted by Garland, like the rest of the team has to like rescue him. And he's sort mm -hmm. of like, he's blasted like it, he was he was actually it, i think like and i didn't understand it until this l last playthrough but he was in in a chair and he was having his personality sort of like sucked out or like he was being blanked out and like the like his friends had to come back and remind him of who he was and like no this is who you are like and it's like so that even that identity doesn't exist in a vacuum that that identify I, I like the, the the like he needed to be reminded of who he was, right? And because friendship, because friendship, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I mean the reason that scene is powerful is because it's Zidane. Yeah, like if that had been Squall, well, that's a Tuesday. So coming, yes, yeah, so you know, existential dread is like because uh, yeah, it's like because Zidane. <laughs> okay, is the yes, Squall, optimist. just shut up already come on well but yeah no but it's the same and so the mm -hmm. other the other the other members of the party actually had to take his role to teach him to get back to that role. had to be the encourager like, the the yeah the, the bright-eyed optimist the like hey it's gonna work out you know yeah mm -hmm. now that's right yeah and do you guys do you guys remember when they first introduce you to the characters? How they have? I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's when they first introduce. It's I'm pretty sure it's not at the end of the game. How they they have like a question that accompanies like kind of the screenshot of the character. Oh, you're talking like in the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. name screens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. How it, it kind of like encapsulates kind of the philosophy that the character has in a single sentence or a single question or something like that. I was, I was trying to look up what those were, um, for, I, for Zidane, uh, it just says you don't need a reason to help people. Yeah. That, that, that's, um, if you let the title screen just go for a yeah. little bit, then okay. it'll what it kind of roll through those. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. So, uh, it gives you like it, well, it, it also gives a, a certain, like a one word, um, kind of mm -hmm. description So for him. It's virtue. Right, but then then it says you don't need a reason to help people. Like that's his, that's kind of his philosophy of life. And so yeah, when he loses that, and he's like, oh, this is all for nothing. It, it takes other people. So yes, you could simplify it, and I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Simplifying it down to just like friendship, sort of. But it does it, like it's more complex than that. Like I get what you're saying about Amaranth because yeah, that pretty much is. Um, well, Amaranth's <laughs> whole thing is like he's the strongest, he's the most powerful. He doesn't yeah. need anybody else. And then right. and and it's like you know, frankly, all of these characters, you, you know, his is probably like 
it's kind of like the the fact that they didn't do a whole lot with his story. It's kind of like, oh, okay, no big deal. There's no great loss. Well, right? They introduced him the last in the last in the game, so there wasn't that much time to give him that much. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. also like, I mean, like you know, Quinna's story is just as bizarre, and it's like Quinna's like, you know, her 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 master said, you need to go out and taste more than the frogs in this swamp and get lots of experience mm-hmm. and taste lots of things. And it's like, okay, that's, that's, I, th- I think, I think her thing was uh, kind of, well, number one, she was a lot of the comic relief mm-hmm. in a way, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, also, also her thing could be depending on your perspective is just kind of living life to the fullest, exploring this, eating this, going here, uh, uh, experiencing this and that, you know, she, every, every time, every, everywhere you took her food, what to eat, you know, type thing, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, falling off the cliff and landing into the water and then popping up. Oh, where did you come from? You know, looking for more food. Okay. Well, uh, time to go to the next place. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, it's, um, I mean, I guess like too, it's like, yeah, the big story is like Zidane and Dagger and their sort of romance and the intrigue and everything that sort of surrounds that. But like there are these really cool stories with all of these characters, you know, with again, sort of even like it's it's just kind of unfortunate that Amarant doesn't it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter because it's like, yeah, you come across him last. But it's like, I don't know. It it's it's such an interesting sort of like what what if they had just fleshed out a little bit more of this. Like even the the Freya the Freya and, and Fratley stuff, right? Like yeah. Like give that a little bit more time to breathe. And again, you don't want it stealing the thunder of the dagger garnet Zidane thing. I keep calling her dagger garnet, but you know, the princess, you don't want like, you know, you don't want to sort of like, but honestly, you're not going to steal the thunder from that. It's like, there's plenty of room in this story for this all to breathe. And it's just like, I don't know. Like I I would say like the the one criticism I have is that, and it's, it's, it's not, it's not like unique to this, but it's like, it's just kind of like, because the pacing on the game is so like, cause it is quick. It's like, like when I'm reading mm-hmm. that guys, like, you know, as you're playing through it, it's like, it is bang, 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 story point, story point. Yep. And there's lots of room to like diversion. And there's like hot, you know, there's Chocobo hot and cold, which is by far way, a way better sort of mini game. I only got to the third lagoon or whatever Chocobo lagoon. And then I was like, Nate doesn't have time for this. I, I need to actually just play the game and be oh, done. Yeah, but but how 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 good does it feel when the Chocobo's beak has leveled up like crazy amount and he's just like ripping up the ground? I I love that game. I I have so much fun. I I I beat it. I went through the whole cycle again on it, and it's just a blast. I mean, dang that there would be a reason to go back is actually to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I didn't, really, I didn't do any of that. It's, uh, it's, you get some of the most powerful weapons and stuff that way. Um, huh. which is usually, I mean, that's what Final Fantasy always does. It's like, you want like the super cool armor and stuff. Like, here's a way to get it. Um, huh. like, and Amaranth is sort of like, yeah, he's like the monk ninja 
you know, character. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I, I just think, like, dude, like, this game has, like, one of the best casts. It has one of the most hopeful stories. And it's, like, when, when I was done with it, all I could think is, like, this is the Final Fantasy. I, I want more of this. I want hope. I want sort of, mm-hmm. like, and, like, dude, I think, and, and, and maybe this is just sort of, like, I think, like, even, like, sort of my resentment is, like, when I look at, like, the Kingdom Hearts games, right? And I liked Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and I would probably like Kingdom Hearts 3. But it's, like, this whole, like, the power of friendship and the Keyblades and the nothings and all this. It's, like, it's like this is just, like, sort of a cheap grab at, like, really powerful stories. Like, you know, it's, like... Donald and Goofy and Sora, they're they're bestest bros in the whole wide world. And it's like, but it's like I already have like I don't need your this extra melodrama and all this sort of nonsense. It's like you have something good here. Like tell me more hopeful stories without being just insane. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you know, and it's like, but instead it has to get hijacked by all the theatrics and drama and stupidity that is kingdom hearts i'm not resentful at all i'm not bitter about this in in, in the slightest <laughs> capacity and i just i don't know i mean like i'm stoked to play final fantasy 16 i think it looks kind of awesome we'll see how it goes um but i just think like if this is you know Anytime we do stuff like this, like here's the thing, guys, like, I don't know about you, but honestly, we could probably talk about this game for like six hours and still not even put a dent in just how impressive this game really is. Like this is, like I said, I I keep coming back to it. I keep saying it. This is the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, no, this is my favorite Final Fantasy. Um, Mm. Like Mm. I really like six, but six has a lot of bloat. You know, whereas I would say like this is a- almost a little too compact at times, and I think like yeah. six is is great, but like you don't need thirty characters. Like I would have settled for like a like how many character how many playable characters did we have in this? So you got Zidane, you got Vivi, you got Dagger, you got Steiner, you got Amaranth, you have Quinna, you have Freya, Beatrix I pops into it at one point in time, sort yeah, of. Can- not- and then Ico. And Ico. So you have eight playable and Ico's story. Even Ico's story, like, you know, and her whole I like Ico. She's I like her. Like like the 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 problem is like you have eight really great characters and six of them, their stories could be entire like entire game thrusts and narratives in and of themselves if you gave them enough room. Like Ico's story what? is fantastic. Yeah. What is Ico's uh uh what was what is her personal Moogle's name? Uh Mog. Is it Mog? Is it Mog? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, even Mog goes through that that uh, that moment of identity of like what who, who am I supposed to be right now? Mm-hmm. And goes from uh well, we find out we find out that Mog is actually an Eidolon who it's it's Ico's chicken Eidolon. Right. Who who got scared in the past and hid as a Moogle. Um, but then, but then as Ico's really getting in danger realizes is like, I got to step up. This is, this is like literally what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and returns to Eidolon form, which was a great twist that like, I didn't see coming the first time, but it's so, it was mm-hmm. so good. And like, I, I mean, even these, the, like these very, very minor characters, 
have these these nice moments like that that are mm-hmm. somewhat yeah the game is fun yeah we, I could talk about this forever it's it's really well, good and that's the thing there's enough like sort of like narrative heart here right that like Ico's story could be significantly longer and more fleshed out it could be an entire game just sort of like exploring all of the the stuff surrounding Ico there could be an entire game surrounding all the stuff surrounding Vivi. Like there could, you could build out. I'm, I'm, and, and when I say game, I'm like, you could build out a 20 hour narrative experience, probably fleshing this stuff out, done well, paced well. I'm not talking like 40 to 60 hours. And the fact yeah. that like they cram all of this into basically a 40 ish hour game. And it's like, there's a lot of heart in here. And it's just like, there's a part of me that wants to see a little bit more of it, but anyways, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. Um, I would disagree that there's eight great characters. I would say no, there's, there's like really five, like six great characters. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm um, saying there's eight it, good characters and five of them have enough like heart in the story that is like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd see Keen is pretty much the only throwaway. But like we said, I mean, it's a, it's comedic relief. It's fine. It's I fine. still think I still think Amaranth's still kind of a yeah. throwaway. I mean, if Amaranth, you took him out, if you took him out of the game, what would you really be missing? Yeah, he he just hits it. Oh. To me, okay, th- maybe maybe this is just me and and kind of the subtlety in the way that I read it. His um, conversation with Zidane when Zidane's all out of it hit the hardest to me because he's like bro like that's exactly where i was and you're just a hypocrite like he gets mad at him for being that now does that 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 redeem his entire character no um and and also i completely agree with you dorian i I don't think we we spent any time on this i think his design is terrible too um i don't get his hair it doesn't make it goes over his face and then back straight up like what is going on there? this is the dumbest that's um, why he keeps losing fights too you can't see it's, yeah it's well yeah, right for someone who's supposed to be oh the biggest baddest and well he's really not like yeah yeah there, there's there's issues there um Sedate wears like cuffs with no sleeves. Yeah, so did, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, okay, it's, okay, here we go. You know, here we go. Oh, he's, 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 he's Cloud's long lost cousin. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like I don't need anybody. You know. Oh yeah, so, yeah. No, no joke. No joke. Yeah, think about it. Um, but actually that's, that's a great segue because, um, I mean, you know, I don't know, like you said, we could talk a ton more about this game, but it is probably about time that we start wrapping up. Um, just a couple like bullet points because I think we've, most of us at least have gushed about how much we enjoyed this game. I really enjoyed it. I would say the things though, because I don't want to just be completely like, oh, this is a perfect, I don't think it's a perfect game. Outside of some of those, those no such thing as a perfect game. Yeah, except for Shadow of the Colossus. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I I think honestly, the designs in general, not the biggest fan um, of of like the overall art style. Vivi is amazing. Everybody else is kind of kind of like meh. They're fine. He reminds me of a Skull Kid from Zelda. Like just you know, I know he doesn't exactly look, but something about him. Maybe it's just like the black face with the. Well, it's like it's I don't the know, orco, like, like no face and just eyeballs. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's what it is. And he's short. Skull Kid from the Innocent Mask is the same thing. It's like no face, Mm -hmm. just eyeballs. Like, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I think uh, in the comments um, from the people who did or who at least played some of it, but didn't, weren't able to join us is that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people did not like the art style. Yeah. Um, I will say like, look, I'm like, I'm a retro gamer. I like, you know, Final Fantasy four and six to me are like pinnacle of, of Final Fantasy graphics. It didn't mm-hmm. get any better than Final Fantasy six. Um, Chrono Trigger has the best graphics in the world. Um, I'm a this, 2D guy. I'm a 2D player. That's a true story. <laughs> but I'm telling them, you know, yeah. if, if you see it in the Dragon Quest 11 engine, there's potential there. Anyways, um, I'll say like, I don't like realistic graphics. I do mm-hmm. not. I don't. I, I I I agree. The character design on the main characters were very much weaker in this game. Mm-hmm. It's still my favorite graphics of Final Fantasy post SNES. Mm-hmm. Um uh, maybe 12 coming uh, close behind there, but even then it's like um uh uh what's her name in Final Fantasy 12 where it's like 17 belts and I don't understand why. Ash. Um <laughs> uh, Maybe Ash, thank you. Yes, gosh, she's a great character. I, I, I yeah, she's a great she's character. She's not Lulu. Yeah, her she, her entire skirt is not made out of belts. Right, she yeah. only has seventeen. Um, but uh, uh, I, it, it's mostly like the world in the in the just all the other characters, not the main party that I love, mm-hmm. but like the look of Alexandria is great, and yes. the people you pass on the street, I love the Moogles. I mean, there's there's five thousand Moogles in this game, wow! And um, <laughs> um, that is by far an exaggeration. I wasn't being serious about that. But there's a, there's there's a, there's a bunch of them, though. Yeah, yeah, and I and I love them, and uh, I I think they're I think they have great designs, and so um, uh, I it's very cartoony. It's very unlike anything else that Final Fantasy has done that I've seen, and um, you know. Uh, at least in the numbered series uh, since since SNES, but um, I, I do love the feel of the cities and the mm-hmm. um, and the just the random characters you pass. I mean, I it, I agree, I agree. Um, I yeah, I I do think it is kind of th- just that main cast that like the main cast. Yeah, Zidane's, it, yeah, Zidane's design weird. is kind of weird because yeah, he has like the cufflinks with like and cuffs but no sleeves, and I'm like. And a lot of hair. His his head is mostly hair. Yeah, it's like his his face is squished down here, and his head hair starts giant just forehead, like, huge bangs. Yeah. You know, yeah, like weird weird mop haircut. Um, right. Steiner's design is pretty good. I mean, I like his. Yeah, like yeah, it's fine. You know, it's it's not it's not as offensive. He's got that weird like. Tin Man hat going on though, and that's kind of like it's kind of, it's kind of goofy looking. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah, I couldn't take him seriously um, at first. Well, I mean, I mean, I still right. kind of not but, supposed you know, to. It's a cartoon, yeah, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. I do like yeah. Freya. Freya's design uh, think, is probably my yes. favorite. I think she's the best. Yeah, yeah. she's I, the I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I th- I think uh, Ico's probably in the same camp as as uh, Steiner, where it's it's like it's okay. It's just kind of weird and floppy. Almost like a Mickey. She's Mouse got kinda. like the weird, like huh. her. 
like no hands. She's just, she's got sleeves that are like entirely too long all the time. And then she's got, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the horn on her head. And it's like, oh, oh okay, I guess. Um, Dagger, Dagger slash Garnet is just kind of like, eh, just generic female sort of chibi protag. You know, it's like, eh. yeah, the, right. Well, that's what it is. That because it, it's chibi, but it's it's a little off. Like the, it's just the proportions are are weirder than kind of your regular chibi. Because I agree with you, Paul. Like Final Fantasy VI, I love those sprites. Love how expressive it is. I think that looks fantastic, and that doesn't take me out. Looking at those sprites, it doesn't take me out of the serious nature of that game. Yeah, um, I I think they do they do it just just fine. Um, but I, I, there's something in the design of of if if I were a better artist, I would be able to describe it. It's just like a weird proportion in in the strange yes. areas that that doesn't feel right. It just feels the, off. the sprites feel better than the FMV stuff, but even there, yeah, the the sprites are. It's like there's a weird mm-hmm. sort of chibi ish, like it's chibi right. adjacent. It's like how, yeah. like it's it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. yeah. Any, anyways, I I would say that that's one thing about the game that's less than stellar. The only other two things that I have written down because I wanted to just just make it clear there are some issues with this game, even though I absolutely love it. Uh, Tetra Master, we, it's we awful. It before it's it's a terrible <laughs> card game. Because which they I, add, yeah, oh, which coming out of Final Fantasy VIII because I you know I yeah, played them as they were coming sad. out. I was like. Triple triad. I spent hours on that thing. It was yeah. so good. And so then good. getting to this one, I'm like, oh, good. There's another card game. Right. Wait, how did they beat me? My number's higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's infuriating. Yeah. The yeah, game, pre- it makes me mad. Yeah. That, that, in preparation for this, for this episode, um, I listened to a guy on YouTube say, almost echo the same thing you just said, Paul, where <laughs> coming from, what, what was it? Final Fantasy VIII? Was where they had okay, and then in this game, everything was good except you know you can have uh, I guess some of the stats don't you know don't really mean much because you can have right just because you have a stronger card or cards or whatever doesn't mean just because you have yes like yeah it's like so yes like you might roll like it's almost like there's a stat check on your hexadecimal like and I'm like yeah that's not good but it's not yeah. a good choice yeah and triple triad was the best part of final fantasy 8 which was not hard uh because that game was mm-hmm. kind of true but the bar um, was very low <laughs> the bar was very low but uh so so yeah that um yeah it's 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 a bad game yeah the final the final little thing very uh, i would say pretty minor in the in the course of this, especially with its remake, and and we already talked about the slowness of the original game, um, but I, I think the trans system is uh, it, it it's unfortunate. It wasn't fleshed out well enough because most of the time my characters hit their trance and trance, it's just like yeah. oh trances were bad. It, it, it you didn't need it. You know you're fighting a trash mob and. Like and, you can't time, and it, it always hits on the last bosses. round too. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah, exactly. So I, I do think that was a missed opportunity. Is probably the best way to put it. I, I think it wanted like, to be like a cooler version of Limit Break, and but it never mm-hmm. worked out to be 
it was like it was yeah. almost never useful. Um, yeah, you know, I did want to just sort of like I know that we were sort of like, what did you guys think? You know, and again, I know that we're we're sort of wrapping up thoughts. I really, you know, love the way that the equipment and ability system sort of works in this game, and it's by far my favorite implementation of like skills because the the whole like skills and abilities are tied to pieces of equipment and you can learn them. And then once you've learned it, it's just yours and you can sort of activate it and sort of lock it in and whatever. I like that. That's one of my favorite things. Like it's like, and it sort of takes the place of the job system because in this game, you know, all the characters have assigned jobs, you know, there's no materia system or anything like that, but it, it's sort of a half step in between like materia and the job systems while having each character have a very defined role. Um, you yeah. know, I, I just, like I said, it's, it's nothing, it's not major. It's not like you can spend hours talking about, I just think it's, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite equipment ability systems in all of it. Like, that's one of those mechanics in the game that, if I'm honest, I did not really discover, quote unquote, until toward the end of the game. I'm like, oh, wow. I could have been, I could have been using this the entire oh, time. Like, yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, you know, I went to the, I went to the menu and looked at, at at the abilities, and you know, I guess if you pick, you know, you have a you have a certain number uh, oh, um, by your character or whatever, yeah. Right, and as you add them, the number on the on the left side of the the uh, wow well, of the slash one of the abilities or skills you can assign, and they each have like right. a, a point value. And so, if you have right. twelve oh, yeah. points, or you know, and I I forget where Max is out, but yeah, it's sort of yeah. 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 So that, that was just like, oh well, I feel like an idiot, but you know, <laughs> no. better late than never, I guess. Yeah. Nate, Nate, I'm totally with you because it's like I. It's been a long time since I played Final Fantasy VII, but like in Final Fantasy VI, it's like the espers are all tied to magic, and by the end of the game, all the characters are the same. In Final Fantasy VII, you know, once you get the materia going, I I seem to remember that's at least mostly tied to magic. And guess what? By the end of the game, everybody, all the characters are the same. You know, they just and um. <laughs> They fixed that in the remake of twelve, but uh, in the original version of twelve, it was it was the same same thing. You you hmm. could you could do anything with anybody, but yeah, I I I, I like I, I really did like this one because it, it, it it did split between like the magic users and the melee fighters, and and they were capable of different things, and and it added a lot to the melee. It like it's. You know that, uh, like the the you know kind of the bird killer type thing. It's like, oh, you know, I've learned to be really good at killing birds and added damage to beasts or birds or dragons something else or zombies and, or yeah, all of the different types. There was a killer sort of ability that you could pick up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you know, and well, and I think the unfortunate part there is the the game doesn't really do a great job of explaining that system. Like I. It does give you sort of like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, this is an ability. You can equip this thing. But it doesn't really, like, it almost would sort of be helpful if there was like a prompt. It's like, hey, you, like, because of your level, now you have like 15 ability points. 
check your abilities from time to time. Cause even when I was playing it, I was like, oh yeah, I need to go back through here. And it's like, and once you find a loadout, it's like, okay, like I've got this dialed in and maybe like, I'll like, yeah, I'll, I'll turn on like dragon killers. Cause I'm going to be in a zone where there's a bunch of dragons. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, it becomes like pretty dialed in and locked in. But I was like, for such a cool system, they really probably would have been better served. Like, like it would have been honestly. And it's like, and sort of with the quality of life stuff, you could probably skip right over it, but it would have been nice Dorian, honestly, if the game had forced you to utilize it, because it really is a very cool system. Like it's sort of a cross between materia and a job system. Because it's like, yes, each character has a very definable role. Like Zidane is always a thief, you know? And as much as I love tactics and I love the job and the class systems and like the Bravely Default games and all that stuff, like I love that stuff. And there's a very special nerd in me that like, like ask me about the chef, the, the pastry chef of doom in Bravely Default 2 because it's my favorite build. I love it. Um and it's all about like, I love that kind of stuff. I also like when a game really sort of leans into it and provides useful structures, but then also gives you a means to s- sort of exploit those very same structures. And like the, Final Fantasy nine, like I said, the, their equipment ability, job point system, whatever is like probably my favorite implementation because it's half the, like the characters have meaningful roles and each one of them does like, you, you know, does something. While at the same time, there's a, a a certain amount of flexibility and customize customization that you can really like dip into, and that I don't know. I mean, and and you're not and you're not going to max it out either. No, like like you can like you can get all of the cool spells from Espers in Final Fantasy VI pretty easily, you know. And but mm-hmm. you're going to have to make choices. In Final Fantasy Nine, on what abilities you want to use, yeah. um, because you're not going to be able to get auto life, auto haste, um, you know, uh, regain, and all of the killers at the same time. You you, you got to make choices, and uh, and that it, it 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 works against people like the way I was when the game came out. It's like I will max out everything, level ninety nine for everyone, and and like no, <laughs> you need to make choices, man, and <laughs> you're still gonna have to customize this character. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really cool. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think it was simple enough to pick up fairly quickly. Um, like they didn't, they didn't throw like way too much at you. Like, you know, each, uh, each item only had one, two, maybe three abilities. Um, so it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely took advantage of it more this time around. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't, it didn't stick in my memory as much from the first playthrough but once you once you dig into it it's like oh there's some really cool stuff you can unlock so i enjoyed it it's a lot. kind of like the hidden gem in the game frankly in my mm-hmm. opinion yeah so yeah <laughs> dig it man I, I will add one one thing that i think was weaker uh mm-hmm. in this game in final fantasy does this a lot the last bad guy. oh yeah it's like it's it it had nothing to do with anything it's just it, it was just was like like was mentioned earlier it's just like and now we kill god and um uh like even in final fantasy 4 which if this is not my favorite then final fantasy 4 is but even there it's like 
Golbez was such a great villain the whole time. And oh, he's not the villain. He's actually your brother. Here's a random villain for you. Kill God. And, um, and they, they do this so much. And um, I, I really thought it was unnecessary because um, Kucha starts out as really ridiculous. But I thought he ended up, especially like when, he, when you think that Garland is the last bad guy. And then mm-hmm. Kucha swoops in and is like, no, I'm not dead yet. And he throws Garland off the side. And it is like, oh, you're actually pretty pretty cool villain this is kuja like honestly they like kuja has like he's not as melodramatic as like as sephiroth but he's Mm -hmm. got some of the same like threat and he's not as menacing or as unhinged as kefka right so he's yeah. sort of an interesting sort of blend of the two where it's like, he's just sort of a smarmy, like arrogant chud. I don't know. I don't have a, you know, he's just, I don't know. He's, he's, he's just kind of a, a dork, right? Like he's, he's, yeah. he's kind of just an, a generic evil guy. But then like when it's like, he, he's like, well, it, generic asexual evil guy he's like i'm bad because money you know it's like i'm bad because you know it's like sort of like i'm powerful and i'm bad and there's nothing you can do to stop me right and then it's like the sort of like when he just like goes like full nihilism like he's like right he's like Uh oh i'm a nihilist now because i'm gonna die and i'm gonna take everything with me all of a sudden that character becomes like way more interesting and way more threatening and it's like yeah when he kills garland like what would have been the perfect turn for me like honestly is if okay so you fight kuja and then you kind of like you know and then he comes back and you have to fight garland and then kuja like sort of in the last moment like sort of snuffs garland and then like the whole thing is like you're fighting like an unhinged super version of him and that's the end of the game. But instead they, they're like, oh, and here's yeah. death. The the embodiment of mm. ultimate death for everything. You know, it's like, okay, that's dumb. Like it could have you <laughs> yeah. could have just made it Kuja, and that would have been really cool. But no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah. That's definitely like uh, but, but yeah, that's that's par for the course for just about every Final Fantasy game ever. <laughs> so like the other really dumb thing is this. Oh, but we've been going for a while, and I. <laughs> you, should, you know what, Paul? So y'all, if, if you want to, re- you haven't recorded a bite size in a while. You should record. I know you've done an episode on it, but record a bite size on the hot garbage pile that is the Final Fantasy IX strategy guide from Premier Games. I I think there's something about it in a bro in a bro hang at some point when everybody walked off camera and I just started talking. But uh, um, but no, no, that's a good idea. Okay, all right, everyone. Bite size coming up about uh, how bad this book is. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, isn't that the you know it gives you like a little bit and then it, there's like sections in it where it tells you to go to uh, play online or something. Play online. That, that's what makes it so yeah. bad. Yeah, and yeah. When you say a little yeah, bit, it's... it gives you a very little bit, and any meaningful content <laughs> was hidden behind the play online stuff. Yeah. And you had to pay for it too, yeah. right? And this is yes. and the, the yeah. internet, and it's gone now. And the internet was not super prevalent in that point in time. Like, not every mm-hmm. home in America had the internet like it does now. So it was mm-hmm. like, just go to your local library, 
and <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, pay pay for pay for the strategy guide so that it will give you the codes to <laughs> enter to get what you need on the paid website. Wow. Yeah, wow. It, so it was yeah. a great idea. It was it was a uh, my microtransactions before there were microtransactions. Right, yes. the most yeah. honest and worst implementation of microtransactions to date. Um, it's just purely exploitative. Um, but yeah. all right, boyos. Well, I think we've sort of uh, again. There, we could talk about this a lot more. Like we could have like really gone in depth <laughs> narratively. And I, I just like this is already a beefy boy. This is this is <laughs> this is a large marge. Um, so Josh has his work cut out for him. Um, but. So let's let's land the plane. Let's just sort of like Let, let's land the mist powered airship. Yeah, Ooh, yes. I like that. I like it. I like. I it. dig it. Yeah, let's land this mist powered airship. This game's uh, just real quick. Um, you know, sort of. I do a pass or play. This is a definite play. This is a must play in my book. Um, you, you know, especially with the the current versions, like the PC with the Moggery mod or even the the digital edition through modern consoles i i i think this game it's like there's almost no reason for people not to play this in my opinion um uh paul well like voice you know voice off on this pass or play oh yeah it's it's definitely play this is one of my all-time favorite games um this is like an all-time top five game for me and um wow uh, and i I did play it with the mercury mod mod uh and that that's a it's it's a free free mod on the on the pc version that um makes it widescreen smooths out some of the graphics uh upgrades the graphics and uh does uh does a fantastic job with it and um yeah, next time I play it, which which will probably be fairly soon if I have any time to play video games ever again in my life, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll play it with the the bot again because it it was it was real good. Dorian, what? How, how about you? You know, I know I'm skipping you, Josh, it, but I'll I'll get there. I'll get there, buddy. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it is a play. Um, as someone who doesn't really have a history with this game or any sort of nostalgia, um, it definitely has its merits. Um. Yes, yeah, definitely a must. Well, I'll say it's a must play. Uh, simply for the story, if you can get if if you have no nostalgia for this game and you can get past some of the dated things like some of the graphics, even in even in the uh, you know digital versions that are enhanced. I can't speak for the PC version. I am actually kind of interested to check you know and see how that uh, how the modded version looks. But uh, you know the PS4 version that I played. Uh, you know, story-wise, it's great. Um, that's really, I think, what the main, you know, what the main draw of that game is—the characters and the story. Uh, you know, understand what you're getting into if you have never played a Final Fantasy game, or or if you haven't played this game. It is it is turn-based. You know, there are some uh, leftover elements like loading screens and things like that. But all that aside. Uh, underneath it is it's a it's a solid game definitely a solid game yeah yeah and josh you, you know what, what are your thoughts but i know i know it's not a perfect game but <laughs> yeah no i i would definitely say it's a must play one of my favorite final fantasies um yeah six still stick six is still at the top there um but yeah this one's definitely uh way high up there um i like it more coming back to it 
than I remember liking it the first time around. And, and I remember enjoying it, but um, man, especially, you know, like we've mentioned with the recent updates, the speed up feature and stuff like that. That was one of the reasons I was always afraid to go back to it is because I do remember how slow it was. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I would definitely say that it is a must play as well. Cool. 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 Oh, that's, that's what I wanted to ask is that the, the, uh, console versions not have that you can cut off the load of the battle. I mean, with Uh, the the, the PC version does. So if, uh, yeah, that's, if, if people play PC, you can just, that's a definite, uh, yeah. With the Moggery mod, you can actually completely skip the loading screens. Um, with the console version, the most you can do is the, the two times speed, which helps, but it's still, yeah. you have like, and it's not as bogged down because like, you know, there was the old disc read and then it was like, so is it fade to black? There's like a solid 15 seconds of black. And then it fades into like, it moves a lot quicker than that. I'm talking about the, the original PS one, like, Right. So in on the modern consoles, it's quicker, but it is it still does have some of those problems. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, still there, but not as bad. And and especially when you put it on the two times speed, it it's, right it picks it up to the point where it's like it's like oh wow, this isn't great. But you know the worst part is like if you do like the the ultra trance mode or whatever, then it's like you got to wait for everybody to like fire off and go into their trance thing and blah blah blah. But or not it's uh, interesting yeah it's not okay it's not i mean the 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 digital version is good it's just it would be better if they had just managed to package in the because it's basically a pc port anyways all that all that being said um yeah in in my my switch version i did uh it did crash a couple times on me too i was kind of surprised about that um but you know you just lose a little bit of yeah well i mean you know whatever the the switch just can't handle the that that, oh, that PS one technology yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly it's, uh, I mean, yeah you're kind of beating the game to a pulp when you're doing four times fast forward you know what whatever you know I I was surprised by it because I don't usually encounter that kind of stuff uh, but okay you know you just deal with it and you you go you go through it again it's it's um it's such a the the pacing of the game is really good so that. Yeah, you know, I never really lost a lot of progress when that happened, but it, yeah. And I think it was twice throughout the whole game. So it wasn't a lot, just more than I expected. Um, before we do sign off, I did also want to include just Wes's thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he had, he had thrown that out in the, in the Discord. Um, uh, one of the things that he says that, that I, I really appreciate, he says, you can tell this game was definitely one of the inspirations for the Bravely Default franchise because mm. it feels so familiar to those games in so many ways. It was an absolute treat to, pr- to play through it, and I can even see myself going back and trying it again, which is something I never do with JRPGs. So Wes enjoyed it a lot, too. Um, I, I appreciate that insight that I, I agree. I think Final Fantasy IX kind of... Um, pave the way for some of the more the kind of final fantasy spin-offs that harken back to the original um or kind of the the origins of the series so like the the what is it the four warriors of light kind of spin-off mm. that ended up turning into bravely default and going down that direction i i can see the genesis of that here in 9 especially if you just take a look at the the overall arc of the series and how 7 and 8 
really went in different directions and the nine is trying to like pull back on that and 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 so following that route kind of that that branch i guess of final fantasy um yeah i can i can see that so i think that's a cool little insight as well yeah uh you know i think west west played it for the first time last year um if ah, i remember it was the right first time yeah um yeah it was fun that was part of uh uh ff21 that i was doing yeah, right. he he participated in a lot of uh mm-hmm. we, we we both i think both played through 10 5 in this one last year nice yeah you guys also did the final fantasy fiesta with 5 right <laughs> well we started, started it. it yeah it did not go well yeah, for y'all, us y'all got the worst yeah yeah it was, was bad rough. it that was, was bad that's a fun that's a fun thing that uh uh, we might do, need to do a bite size on at some point, but uh, I, yeah. I might try that again at some point. But yeah, it takes some takes some effort. So, and just a real quick to uh, Mark and Alex Castellanos both threw some thoughts in there, and they were basically just signing off on yeah, the design is pretty not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it was bad enough that they were actually like yeah, hard pass. Um, you know, at, at least Mark was like, he's like, I played for a couple hours and then he was like, I just didn't like the way it looked. So I was out. Um, and then, yeah, Alex basically said he didn't care for the art style back then. He doesn't care for it now. And he's like, it might be a great final fantasy, but do not like, um, so, uh, basically just wanted to say, you know, thanks guys for sort of throwing, uh, you know, some thoughts in there too. Uh, but, gentlemen, we have been trying to land this airship for a hot minute now. It's time to just put this thing to the ground before I shoot it down and bury it into the forest, bury it into the forbidden forest. Um, so, uh, y- you know, so it lasted longer than Vivi did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's sick, dude. Too soon. Too it's been twenty years. <laughs> too soon. Oh, you sicko. Oh, that hurts my heart, man. Um, but, um, wow. I don't, man, totally threw me off there, bud. Uh, Paul, Dorian, just wanted to say thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, glad you guys were able to join yeah. us for the conversation. Yeah, this is fun. Glad you guys fun. enjoyed the game. And uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, Josh. I mean, mm-hmm. we know how it kind of works here. Um, but like, are there any shout outs that you wanted to throw in here? Because uh, I just wanted to mention the fact that we're starting to use the Gutbuster channel in the Discord server. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I will be actually counting calories and trying to get more steps in and all of that stuff. Trying to actually sort of re-engage some of those rhythms, healthier rhythms and disciplines. I'm trying to use this week as a bit of a reset, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I will post updates nice. in that Gut Buster channel in the Discord, and I just wanted to shout those guys out. You know, I- that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I it's funny. Uh, it's funny because I have not participated in it at all, but I love the fact that we are running. Uh, uh, I was going to say low key. It's not really low key, but uh, a Bible study in there as mm. well the, the <laughs> let's study channel yeah, where uh, nobody participated last week but that was that was, that was kind of on the guy who leads it <laughs> that was his fault I, I don't know who that was but i will have i i have stern words for him 
No, no, I like went in there today and I was like, oh, I need to comment. Oh, that was last week. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I I just think, I think that's cool. I think it's cool that other people have have joined in as well. Yeah, I I just think it's really cool that we have that going. I've been meaning to start, but I'm like, no, I want to actually like devote a little bit of time to like when I jump in, I want to actually devote some time to it. And I just hadn't. So um, I'm total hypocrite over here. I just think it's cool that it's happening. Yeah, dude. Um, well, uh, again, uh, Paul, Dorian, wanted to thank you guys. Uh, you know, and for the listeners, like I said, we're going to land this airship. Uh, if you have going to happen, yeah, it's, we're, we're doing it. We're, I'm going to shoot this thing down over the forbidden forest. Um, but, uh, Josh, I mean, you know, we've sort of, we've done all the talking at this point in time. Mm -hmm. What's left? It's true. Well, if if you guys have any more thoughts on Final Fantasy IX, there's something, some glaring error that we just spewed out there or whatever, you know, uh, you want to argue about how you pronounce the, the main character's name or something. Um, there's tons of ways that you can reach out and correct us. Uh, on Twitter, our handle is at bbdowncast. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. We have our Discord server. Uh, come join us there. The uh, link for that is in the description. And we also have a Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. And then if you want to get a little bit more personal on the internet, I generally go by Broccolope. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Uh, gentlemen, throw us your plugs real quick. Paul, where can they find you? Oh, everywhere. I just, uh, I, I, well, yeah, I should say, I just put out a new EP. Yes. I know it's been two months since I did a double album, but <laughs> it's been, it's, it's that time. That's, <laughs> this is what I do. Uh, and it's, it's the soundtrack from the order of podcasters, which I'm really, really proud of. And so, um, look me up on Spotify. Like, uh, um, I, I think I said, I think I sent y'all a screenshot of the stuff that I have on Spotify just since, 2018 and i kind of was i was kind of surprised at how much work i had done musically and so check out on spotify or wherever i'm everywhere uh techno funk boy and uh i have a lot of stuff out nice nice so on tiktok also tiktok yes Um, um, Dorian, uh, I know that you are not super present on social media but you are active in our discord server so where yes. can people find you? Discord, PlayStation, and Xbox, all at DPT Basement. That's capital D, capital P, capital T, capital B, A-S-S-M-E-N-T. Um, I'm on all of those. And uh, you will not find me on Facebook. However, I only use it for Marketplace. So I guess that makes it a moot point. So you can find me on those other three platforms, however. All right, man. Well, guys, <laughs> yeah, thanks again for joining us. And, uh, you know, Josh, you know, it's time. It's time. I'm putting the ship down. So until next time. You guys keep eating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. It's Zidane. It's oh my! That's the closer. He's been right waiting there. literally three hours for that one. Oh, it's Zidane. Oh, yeah, that one in his back pocket. He was waiting for it. He's like, Man. he's like. Why?